The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Jesse sent son David to take his boys some things. David heard the soldiers say, have you seen the giant? David didn't fear it all because he had covenant rights. Covenant rights, covenant rights. Through the blood of Jesus, I have covenant rights. I am chasing giants, reigning in this life. Because I know and act upon my blood, my covenant rights. The man that kills the giant, the men went on to tell. The king will make his father's house free in Israel. And give his daughter to the man that rids him of this giant. David ran together stones to act on covenant rights. Covenant rights, covenant rights. Blood of Jesus, I have covenant rights. I am chasing giants, reigning in this life. Because I know and act upon my blood of covenant rights. said, just come ahead and I'll feed you to the fowls. David came in the name of the Lord of the host of Israel. The Lord will give you to our hands, regardless of your height. I may look like a boy, but my sling's no toy, and I know my covenant rights. Covenant rights, covenant rights. Through the blood of Jesus, I have covenant rights. I am chasing giants, reigning in this life, because I know and act upon my blood, my covenant rights. Goliath fell dead when David hit him in the forehead, the Philistines fled in fright. The Israelites ran after them, what a glorious sight. The ladies, they began to sing, telling of the fight. David won with a sling and a stone and a sword Just a boy with covenant rights Covenant rights Covenant rights Through the blood of Jesus I have covenant rights I am chasing giants Reigning in this life Because I know and act upon my blood But covenant rights Covenant rights Covenant rights Jesus, I have covenant rights. 
This is David Ingalls. You're listening to the Hour of Anointing. The Word is God speaking. The Word is always a present tense fact. You might say that the Word is always now, just as God is always now. The Word of God is a part of God himself, and God and his Word are one, just as you and your Word are one. The Word is the will of the Father, just as Jesus, the Word made flesh, was the will of the Father during his earthly ministry. What God says is, what God says will become. Had he not wanted it to be, he would not have said it. You can depend upon God's word. You have depended upon the institutions of men, the learnings of, of life. Those may fail. Individuals may die. Nations may disintegrate. But God cannot deny himself. Behind the word of God is the integrity of God. In Matthew uh, chapter 8, we begin at verse 5 and reading here, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, or imploring him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh. And to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. You know, this man, Jesus said in so many words, This man has the greatest faith that I've ever seen. I found no greater faith than this in all of Israel. And um, because I'm interested in faith, I was impressed by, by this statement. You know, faith can change every situation. Why was the centurion complimented, and what was the key to his great faith? Well, as a centurion, he was a Roman army officer. He had authority over a hundred men. That's what it means, a centurion. He was, he was totally under the authority and discipline of the Roman Empire. He probably didn't select what he ate when he was in the field. He didn't choose where he lived or where he was sent to serve. I'm sure that his pay, his salary, was already predetermined. He couldn't bargain and say, I'll work for the Roman army as a centurion if I'm well paid. All of his major decisions were already determined for him by the Roman Empire, and he was a man under authority. The Bible says, however, that this man was a little different from a lot of the Romans because he had a great compassion for his slave. The slave was a bond slave, which meant that the centurion owned him outright. And when you find a Roman who was concerned about his slave, uh, that that's really a, a very significant uh, thought here because slaves were generally treated uh, very poorly. So if one became ill, uh, that was his problem. If he died, he could be easily replaced. His owner certainly didn't spend time or money trying to restore him to health in any way. But this centurion was concerned about his bond slave and sent a message to Jesus about him. The Israelites 
like this centurion. They said, He was worthy, for he loveth our nation. He hath built us a synagogue. You can find that in Luke 7, verse 5. Now, this centurion was different from the other Roman centurions because most of them were not interested in Israel's God. The fact that this one would build a synagogue for Jehovah really reveals something about what kind of man that he was. And there was a tenderness in this man. And when his bondservant became ill, he sent a message to Jesus, the healer, which said, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Uh, the people of Israel had said, this man is worthy, but he said of himself, I'm not worthy. Worthy here means sufficient. He was saying, my house really isn't good enough for you to come into, but, uh, but, uh, but you can do anything. You just send the word, and all will be well. Luke 7 and 8, I read, For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers, and I say to one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. Now the key word uh, here, I believe in all this, is the word also. Uh, the centurion said, I also am a man set under authority. What was he saying? He was saying, Jesus, I know you're under authority. Therefore, you can give authority. I have come under authority, therefore I can give authority. Jesus was under authority. He said, the works that I do are done by the Father in me. I ask the Father to tell me what to speak. And whatever I do, I am under total authority of the Father in me. Jesus was saying that John 5 and 36 and, and then John 14 verses 10 and 11. Everything that Jesus did lined up totally with the word of the Father. And sometimes we might feel... Uh, uh, that we're really moving in faith and confessing God's word, and uh, you just wonder why something didn't work. Uh, then we come to the passage in Luke 7. We see the key here. Um, we need to allow the word to be total authority in our lives and in each situation. The centurion said, I see Jesus uh, taking the Father as his total authority. Uh, God's word is Jesus' authority. He takes nothing else as his authority until... We make the word total authority of our situation. Uh, it's not going to be the total authority in our situation that we want to see. Uh, this is just a, a beautiful example of how being under authority, you know, uh, as we put ourselves, submit ourselves, therefore unto God, humble ourselves before him, then we have his authority to move in life and to speak in the name of Jesus. You know, the the key of, of this is is. Humbling ourselves before God, putting ourselves under the authority of the word. Just as the centurion pointed out, he said, I'm a man under authority. He pointed out to Jesus and Jesus said, I haven't seen so great faith. No, not in all of Israel. So what happened? Because he knew what authority was. He received from the Lord and his servant was healed in the self same hour. You know, we have covenant rights. God has given us authority. Jesus said, in my name shall you cast out devils. In my name shall you do good works. The Bible said Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed to the devil, for God was with him. Then the Lord Jesus said, the works that I do, ye will do also, because I go to my Father. What he's saying is, I'm going to give you authority. So how do we get his authority working in our lives? Uh, we get it working by us coming under authority, us submitting ourselves to the word and to the will of God. Jesus said one place, not my will, but thine be done. We could say to the father today, father, I want to do your will. I want to empty myself of my agenda, my plans, and I want to totally understand your plans 
and walk them out. Whatever part you have for me to play, I'm willing to do that. I give myself over to you. And the Bible says for us to humble ourselves under the hand of God and he will exalt us. Now, we're not doing for self-exaltation. That's just something we got to forget about. But the thing we want to remember is to submit ourselves before God, come under his authority, the authority of the word. And then as we speak to the circumstances of life, they will obey us. God said it. He said, what things serve you desire when you pray? Believe that you receive them, you shall have them. That That is a workable scripture in the spirit, in the mouth, in the heart of an individual who submits himself under the mighty hand of God. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Oh